came like a king and lived like a legend. That's one of the most stupid questions. Hola, listeners. Welcome to Iberian Thursday. A lot has happened both in La Liga and in Liga Nos. There's the ups of Atletico, the downs of Barca, and a pot of gold across the border. We're going to discuss this and much more in today's Thursday. Buenos dias, listener. Welcome to Iberian Thursday. What an amazing week and that we had, and an amazing one ahead in both Spain and Portugal. Let's start by introducing our co-host of today. Hi, Marco, and hi, Ste. Hola, hermano. <laughs> Hola, Alex. Hola. So, yeah, guys, let's start with uh, Spain. Um, a couple of uh, highlights, lowlights, and uh, some not-so-lights. Um, I mean, we've seen Atletico number one. They're strong and stable. The same winning record as uh, Milan. 8-1, two drawn. Um, they have six wins in a row, and they have uh, a bit like uh, Inter in that situation, uh, a lot of uh, players scoring goals. So if we're looking at uh, both João Félix and Suárez with five, we have Llorente with four. So there's a lot of uh, players going around in this, despite their issues in the Champions League. How are you seeing their season, Marco? I think... That was my analysis in the beginning of the year. This season was key for the youngster player to really prove that they were ready to do the to go to the next step. Uh, and we are seeing Llorente finally 25, really being at this top that we've ever seen. Um, he was playing as a as a defensive midfielder really now he's playing way more up front and that completely changed your in the pitch I think that was key in this Atletico Suarez for free basically uh, I, I think there are no words to describe how important has been Suarez so far for Atletico but also indeed Jean Felix uh, being being uh, consistent in, in his performances which he wasn't really last year um, I, I It, it looks like a very strong team. Um, I gotta say, I know it's early, but I would be extremely surprised uh, were Atletico not to win the league. Yeah, and don't forget one thing. You know what? Saturday, the derby of Madrid, Atletico Real. Now, that's a really interesting one for us to watch. Yeah, paradoxically, I think that the key for Atletico winning of the league, it's not this very important. Uh, matches Real Madrid, Atletico, Atletico Barcelona. Don't think it's gonna be this one. Yeah. Well, let's see. Atletico Barcelona is gonna be a big game given Barcelona's performance, but we're gonna touch upon that in a while. But either way, I think the key of Atletico is really being consistent with the small team, which Real Madrid is not. Which Real Sociedad, despite the very strong start, is showing that is not the team is not as hasn't ha hasn't the depth and the quality required to stay there for a long time. I think Atletico has that and, 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 and they should really capitalize on it. Very interesting, guys. And then uh, another team that we need to discuss on the lower end. Four wins, two draws and four losses. Uh, three losses in the last six games. 
We're talking about Football Club Barcelona. So talk to me about them, Ste. Well, that's on one hand, that is a disappointment. On the other, I believe that uh, many people saw that coming and that uh, surprisingly includes the three of us. Because in the last summer, we spent a lot of words on the, on the Messi affair and how that could impact actually uh, Barcelona's season. And uh, unfortunately for Barcelona's fans, I believe that uh, we are now seeing what we uh, stood to some extent expected to happen, which is a divided team, which does not play together, with uh, a fair amount of uh, good to uh, excellent players, but who do, are not doing very well. And last week's loss against uh, Cadiz has proven that uh, right, I think. Congratulations to Cadiz on that one, let's be honest. We were yeah. all shocked when we saw Cadiz winning. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are limits. You know, one thing is you lose to Atletico or, or you know, or to Sevilla, but losing to Cadiz, I mean, wow. Whew. I don't know if it says more about Cadiz or more about Barca. Yeah. But, but another interesting one, and uh, that one we need to discuss because it's the topic of the whole season. Um, Valencia, 16th now. So they're hanging on uh, well. You know, they're punching maybe above their weight. So they just lost five times uh, in 11 games. Not too bad. Um, and yeah, they're, they're surviving. They might not go down. It looks a positive outlook for 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 the team. Um, do you well, think do they're? You, do you call do you call positive outlook two points from a relegation for a well, team that used to know. be stable in Champions League? Despite everything happening this summer, I wouldn't call it positive outlook. Well, you know, they made over 100 million euros. Uh, they bought no one basically. They couldn't even yeah. get a player for free. They lost a player for free to Lazio. Uh, yeah. So, if, if, you know, if we think all of this, they couldn't buy a player for free. I mean, it's not horrible because probably some teams below them could have actually got a player for free. Four so, point. Four point. Uh, so, yeah. I think it's the time where Valencia needs to stop thinking they're Valencia and starting start playing as if they they are Huesca, you know, <laughs> and start uh, fighting for the point. And that's the hardest thing, I think. That that that's by far is the hardest. For this team, we've seen it so often in Italy uh, that medium to small to large team that used to be stable in in the Champions League. We have seen it with uh, Chievo, we have seen it with Atalanta, we have seen it with Sampdoria um, that that have been up there, have been challenging for Europa League. Some of them even going there, and now very much struggling to just realize, oh, this is going to be the season we have to play. Uh, and Lazio themselves had had this current um, about 10 years ago. Mentally, is such a tough switch because you so easily fall into depression. The resilience that you have, uh, it's also balanced compared to the level you were expecting your team to perform. The lower the, your, your, your result, the harder it is to, to stand up back on your feet and really challenge for that, that position. Oh, definitely. That's uh, very interesting in Spain. Uh, also, it's a bit complex because uh, some team, teams have nine games, other 10, 11, so there's a bit of variety there. We still don't have a clean uh, view at uh, the standings, uh, but where we have a clean view at the standings and a quite uh, nice one is in Portugal. So there, uh, no surprises in terms of the top five so far. A bit of surprise in terms of the order, we must all admit. Um, 
We speak sporting uh, as first. Um, so yeah, everyone is keeping calm. Um, you know, um, <laughs> we're all breathing very well. We're all breathing uh, due to a pot of gold, basically. So we have Pote. Uh, that's his uh, nickname for Pedro Gonçalves, given by his grandma because he was very fat. So looking like a pot when he was a baby. Um, nine games, 10 goals. But again, this weekend he got a red card, so you know less optimal. Sporting drawing two-two with Famalicão, but uh, staying first, two points ahead of Benfica, and in third Porto, followed by Braga and Vitória de Guimarães. Um, here, very interesting this weekend. We had the Porto and Benfica winning both four-three. Uh, what a game of Porto against Tondela, and Benfica two-one against Passos de Ferreira at home at the last second, uh, scoring Lucas Waldschmidt. Um, so uh, I think in a, clearly um, the highlight of the whole league could be Sporting, but I'm going to give it to Port. Um, basically, all clubs should already start looking at the new Bruno Fernandes uh, and thinking how much they're going to pay for him. Right, Marco? I mean, a quality player, period. It's, 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 we shouldn't say anything that extra. Um, the quality has shown, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't see that coming in, in, in this, this match, really. Uh, has been impressive. Definitely the highlight of the, of the league, in my opinion. Uh, but we shouldn't also forget that, that young winger, wingback of yours who's proving to be just not too shabby, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, both, uh, I have to admit. We also have uh, Pedro Porro, the Spanish, on the other side, who's also been uh, quite uh, quite interesting. The both wingbacks are playing quite well. Um, and uh, even uh, Siena's uh, favorite centre-back, uh, Luis Neto, is uh, starting yeah. uh, sporting. He was strong um, in Italy. He was strong. Um, I recall many teams were trying to get him back from, from the, the, the Eastern Europe, where he ended up spending most of his uh, recent career. Um, but he's definitely a strong midfielder and, and quite consistent, which is, uh, sorry, defender, quite consistent, which is key, in my opinion, for defenders. Um, little mistakes, just, just playing what he needs to and never overcommitting or uh, making it too complex when it shouldn't. And a question in this case for Stay would be more, um, Oh, Mario is now back at Sporting. What the hell happened in Milan? Because the guy, you know, he came back and he's like the same. Those passes are like genius. The little grey worm guy. He's amazing. Well, Alex, you know, I, I would love to, to answer your question, but, uh, but I believe that we have uh, a very important business to, to do actually now in this moment. And of course, I'm talking about... Meme section of the day! So for this week's, uh, we are going to start our new uh, segment called Zlatan or Jesus, in which I'm going to say a quote, which was done either by Zlatan or Jesus, and you listeners are going to try to guess uh, who actually said that. So for this week, uh, we have uh, one person who is either Zlatan or Jesus talking to another person, and person A says, only God knows what will happen. At which person B replies, uh, well, it's hard to, to ask God. But then person A says, you are talking to him now. So who is it? Is it Zlatan or Jesus? 
Marco, Alex, try to participate. What's your guess? I got go Latin. Jesus. So Alex says Latin and Marco says Jesus. And yes. I will say that Alex is right because this is a quote by, by Zlatan. So one, what one, zero, one zero for, for Alex and uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week. <laughs> what but, a god. Yes, but going back to, to a sort of seriousness, sorry Alex, what, what was your question? I almost forgot it. Uh, in terms of Joe Mario, uh, because he came back, you know, playing uh, amazingly well. Um, so I just don't understand what happened. Did, did he get uh, uh, did he get lost uh, in Milan in Brera or what happened there? <laughs> yeah, maybe I I actually think that uh, when he arrived at Inter Milan, Joe Mario had the, like few good games, but then he I don't know he he lost himself in the in the dressing room or something like that because. Uh, Inter Milan changed a lot of managers in those years, but nobody liked him. Like none of those managers uh, gave him a chance anymore. So I'm glad about uh, João Mario doing okay now, and I definitely hope he's uh, back on his feet. And uh, I'm not sure about what happened with Inter Milan, honestly. I think I think it's it's a lot about the role he's playing. Um, he's somewhat of a box-to-box midfielder um, in in my in my mind. He's good at passes, but he also does the runs from the defense towards the attack, trying to really be in the gel uh, of the team. Um, in Inter, different managers have tried to either put him in front of the defense, playing it more as a Pacayoko, Racante, or Thiago Mota, pick one, right? So staying there, getting the pass, and just doing the easy pass, which is not really, in my opinion, where, where he can show his best qualities. And then others have tried to play it as a substitute to Gagliardini or Barella. So more of a, of a uh, very quantity-oriented midfielder, which, again, you really lose what you just mentioned before, the, the quality of the passes. Um, why is that so? Hard to say, because indeed we're seeing that the quality is still there, also with the Portuguese national team. Uh, to be quite frank, he always performed way above what he was doing in Italy. So I think it's just a matter of, of how you put it and what you ask the player to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, following of what we asked in terms of uh, Portugal, we need to talk about a meme of the week, which was a delight in terms of how to get money fast. It's very easy. You just need to find a quote. Sergio Conceição. Porto's manager, in which he criticizes another manager for playing very defensively. If you manage to do that, he will personally give you 1 million euros. It's a promise. Please elaborate the plan. I need the 1 million right now. <laughs> I need to buy the PS5. It's getting expensive on eBay. Definitely. Very well. Perfect. Anything else or should we say goodbye for this no, Thursday? I, I actually had one question for you, Alex. Uh, I am very surprised that uh, Rio Ave is not first and I wanted to ask you how that is actually possible. Yeah, I think it's a surprise, you know, and not... Uh, uh, I think the only thing I can say to justify they're not being first, you know, they don't have to play against Milan every week. If uh, they had, they'd probably be <laughs> first. <right now>. Touche. <laughs> so, 
So that was it, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, all. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Bye-bye.